everybody to another edition of the Panther podcast. I just, I don't know. I, that I, I just, I'm going to say this every time until I figure it out and it's just going to have to become a thing. Like, you know, it's a, it's, is that even a good idea? Do you guys have a better idea for what I to don't. call this thing? Hey, I'm the queen of cheesiness and puns. Let's keep it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have to Sounds keep good. It. Penny has spoken. So. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thanks. Um, so yeah, we have, uh, I got a couple of newbies to the podcast today. So um, I'll let you guys introduce yourselves and kind of, so you know who you are, where you teach and kind of, you know, what's your, I don't know, anything else you want to share. So. All right. Um, I'm Emily Bronstein. Um, I am an English teacher here at the high school. Um, real nervous, but also excited to be doing my first podcast. So <laughs> nothing to be nervous about. I promise. I, you know, the, the, the microphone, the microphone drops 25 pounds I hear. Oh. So you know, <laughs> right, like, I'm almost back to fighting weight at that point. <laughs> oh, and I'm Penny Stever and I, I take slight offense that you've called me a newbie, but it does work. I mean, I started here in 1994 and I am the library media specialist now for the district. And I um, have been through a lot of technological changes. So I'm the weird person that I really like reading this book because I recognize so many of the changes that I've seen and I've been able to be part of the district as we've gone through these changes. So um, it's, it's a privilege to be here. And also I've made students do these types of things. So it, like Emily said, it's really odd to be on this side of the microphone and not doing it just for like a, a silly thing for the kids as a test example. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's and that's part of the reason that we do this, you know, yeah. it kind of gets you out of your comfort zone and a little good. bit. And oh yeah. yes. I'm it's glad that good. you I'm glad that you think that. So yes. I, I appreciate you um, you know, the 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 work that you've put in and then, you know, the the time to uh, get together and just talk about this stuff because I do think it's, you know, it's really um, you know, I we're you do you're doing really important work you know we're all doing really important work um but you know the uh the the more that we can get together and share and talk about this kind of stuff i think you know the better everybody can be by by going through this process so um you know i appreciate i appreciate you guys both this is this is going to be a lot of fun so um let's uh let's kind of dig in and uh get into get into our book so um, we're picking up with Learning First Technology Second uh, by Liz Cole um, and picking up the conversation where Corey and I kind of left things off. So, you know, with Corey and, uh, Corey and me, we got into kind of the background of the book and kind of the introduction to the Triple E framework and kind of, you know, where it came from and all of that kind of stuff. And now, um, now we're talking uh, in Chapter 3 about just what is triple e so you know what kind of when, when you know when, we, when we're talking about something like this what do we mean when we say triple e yeah um so when we're talking about triple e we're talking about engagement enhancement and extension um and we want all three of these kind of in our classrooms whether we're using technology or not it's something that we as teachers strive for um and then we're just going to be talking about how technology can um make that almost easier in our classrooms, um, get our students engaged, extend it beyond the classroom, and enhance our lessons. Yeah, bit. yeah, and that's, you know, a, the real value of having something like this, for me, you know, and someone in my role, and, and I know for your, for your roles too, um, is, you know, we, we, we hear so many times like, oh, you know, 
this, you know, you got to integrate technology or you got to do, you know, because it's the thing that the kids want. Right. And, you know, a, we, without a real solid why, the how becomes really difficult. And then, you know, even if you have a really solid why, um, you still you still need some sort of a structure to think about how you're going to do it and what, you know, what is it that makes this particular activity beneficial? You know, like Penny, you were talking about having, you know, doing podcasts with kids before and having them do the recordings and stuff like that. You know that it's a good activity, but what makes it a good activity? And this, you know, this framework really gives us a, a, a common language for us to talk about that, um, you know, is where is where the value of this comes in. Yeah. You know, and it's neat. I hope that for we appreciate the people who are listening to this because as the tech mentors in the district, I guess we do want you to know that we are looking at tools like this that can help make us better educators, better models, better able to help you as you are trying to implement technology. The book really brought out how the technology should never be taking away from the lesson or the technology should be so disruptive that they're, the students aren't able to focus on the learning goal. So it's things like this that the book really gives us, like you said, that common language yep. mm -hmm. of how we can make lessons better and use technology to help students in a way to learn that they could never have learned before. That's what this, um, that enhancement part comes in. Right, yeah, and for those of you that are reading along with us, you know, you, um, you can kind of see how the structure of the book really reinforces the the whole concept of you know the of the title right you know it's learning first technology second every time she's talking about you know doing something with technology it's always what are the learning goals once you've established that now let's move on and how does the technology enable us to do that so um that's you know i think that's a, a good framework for us to work in and you know i'm glad that we're working towards this um, we did, you know, we mentioned the three, the triple E, uh, engagement, enhancement, and extension. Um, just real briefly, um, you know, can, can you guys help, help me explain, like, what, just briefly, what do we mean by those? So, you know, when we're talking about engagement, what does engagement mean? Engagement, we're going to be talking a lot more of a little bit later because each one has a chapter dedicated to it. Um, so we'll, we'll be talking about engagement a little bit later, but... Uh, Liz Kolb kind of breaks this down into three parts. Um, time on task, actively focused on the learning goals, and um, learning through social learning, or something she calls co-use. Um, so time on task kind of is referring to um, how much time are we giving to the actual learning? Um, maybe you can kind of help me describe this a little bit more. Yeah, so I think, um, you know, the, the example that was in the book was, uh, you know, you have, you have an app on an iPad or something that allows kids to draw. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the kids who are actively engaged um, would be the ones that are also on task. You know, they might be engaged, but not on task. So, you know, they're just scribbling, you know, they're engaged, they're busy, mm -hmm. um, but they're not focused on the learning goals. And I think that's, and that's where, that's where the key comes in, you know, is that, um, you know, that engagement is not just, not just attention, but attention on what you want them to be learning. Right. The skill that right. you want them to take away. Yeah. Rather than all the bells and whistles right. that distract from mm -hmm. that, uh, which technology can, can do often. Yeah. Right. And it talked about that 
technology should also be giving us that social engagement so that great you can use your WordPress sister and you can be typing and you can see what others are typing but if it's not in the lesson or it's not in the technological device and we're gonna get into this a little bit more if we right. go over that mm -hmm. chart um, have they had a chance to talk about it with each other so that those higher level thinking skills are coming out like was it was mentioned in the beginning of this book that it's very important that students don't just work in isolation. You can learn so much more when you talk about what you're learning. You start questioning, you start reasoning. Um, Sometimes yeah. you think you know something, you know a, how to do a skill or whatever, but when you're forced to articulate it to somebody right. else, there's a whole nother level of learning happening there. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what we're referring to with co-use is you're working with another person. You have to articulate your ideas a little bit on, on another level um, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Um, you know, just real briefly, and again, you know, there's another, there's going to be chapters that are, um, that are dedicated to these, but you know, if we're talking about engagement, we'll get to that a little bit more thoroughly in a little bit. Um, enhancement, um, that just means that if you, if you didn't have this tool, it couldn't happen. Um, yeah. so, you know, you think about your multimedia and all of that kind of, all of that kind of stuff or communication tools, those kinds of things. Um, but you know, like I said, we get into that in chapter five, a lot more detail. Um, and then extension goes beyond just the classroom yeah. and really, you know, that's the sweet spot when we can hit all three of these things. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's when we're really doing things very thoroughly and, um, and really good. Um, but I did appreciate the next part of the book where she, you know, a, um, the the diagram uh, it's you know I think it's a Venn diagram but it's kind of a little bit different modified from the it's Venn a modified diagram. Venn diagram <laughs> yeah. there you go thank you English yes. teacher I appreciate that <laughs> um, so you know let's I, I think it's worth I think it's worth talking about that uh, that diagram a little bit just you know so yeah. people kind of understand what this looks like and you know what's what's yeah. involved with it so the first thing I want to say is um, I think it can be a little overwhelming to think about all three of these E's and implementing them in all of my lessons. And that might be a little bit unrealistic when we first mm -hmm. talk about this, yeah. right? Um, and just a little bit daunting. But I liked the way that Cole breaks this down in this, like you said, modified Venn diagram. Um, engagement is this great outer circle that encompasses everything. Mm -hmm. So before we can get to extension and enhancement, we need to accomplish engagement. So that's our first step. And once we have that, then we can move on. Um, when we live in this world of engagement, we're asking ourselves, are our students time on task? Or are they distracted by those bells and, whistle, bells and whistles? Um, are they being asked to articulate those ideas to other um, to students as well, co-use, constructing something together, whatever that might be? And are they accomplishing the learning goals? You know, that's the first thing that we want to do. Um, then we can get down to our what it actually looks like a Venn diagram, right. where mm -hmm. extension and enhancement meet. Um, yeah. And once you have once you have them engaged, that's when the teaching can really happen. The differentiation. Our school district is very big on the whole RTI, which is the response to intervention, trying to meet the needs of all students at whatever level they're at, whether they're at a low level, a high level. Um, personalization and differentiation, I, it's huge. So the technology, if a teacher, I just talked to a fourth grade teacher today and he talked about the difficulty of trying to if he were to create a kahoot for all these different levels of students in his class to meet their learning needs it would be impossible that's why he's glad that we have something like prodigy 
He said they'll hurry up and they try to get to this. And then Prodigy is meeting them at the level that they need. So to me, that's that's a perfect example of an enhancement that couldn't happen without that technology. Right. You know, and then, you know, if you take something like take something like Prodigy, you know, let's let's take a look at what that looks like within this framework, right? You know, so are are the kids engaged? Yes. Well, they, yeah, they're they're pretty they're pretty well dialed in. From what he says, Can you yeah. guys talk a little bit about what Prodigy is. Oh yeah, sorry. We're taking a silly background. So Prodigy is basically an online math game mm-hmm. where kids have an avatar and then they challenge, they battle other okay. players. So they could be somebody else in the room. It could be somebody else, uh, you know, a outside of the classroom. It can be a, across the world. You know, we don't oh, we don't okay. know where the other person is. Okay. Um, but you know, the they answer these math facts, and then you know that gives okay. them you know they earn points, and okay. I you know that's that's my the level of my familiarity. Am I pretty accurately? Actually, I'm gonna have to go with what you say. Okay, <laughs> because I'm not tried, I'm not tried it myself either. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> same where thing it with is. Moby Max. I just know these these programs right. exist to help our students. Yeah, so and try to, you know, engage them as as best that they can, and then give them skills and practice in the skills. Right, but you know, so what so what Triple E does is it gives us it gives us an ability to look at these things and analyze them. So mm-hmm. you know, does there is there engagement with co-use in mm-hmm. something like that probably not because kids you know it's pretty much one-on-one um so could there be though if the teacher set that up it could be right but you mm-hmm. got but you know so if the but yeah so you know again it's giving <laughs> right. us the uh, it's giving us mm-hmm. the opportunity to look at it and have a conversation and dialogue around it so right. yeah. um you know so getting from you know the 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 diagram has like point a is you're using technology but basically is not doing any good and a lot of times we refer to this A, it's not really following anything in the triple E, is that drill and practice. Right. Yeah. You know, sorry, but Kahoot <laughs> and, and quizzes, which can be useful, but, you know, we're not uh, engaged. Right. And, you know, and, the, and the, the big thing that we should be taking out of this, too, is that it's, nothing, is, nothing is any better than anything else. Right. You know, we're just, oh, it just yeah. gives us a way to talk about how it's being used. And, you know, yeah. if, so if A is like candy, we can have candy every once in a while. That's okay. <laughs> but that's there not going to be a staple of our diet. You know, if we're going to be, if we're going to be, um, you know, we want to, we want to get at the really good stuff, you know, the good stuff's in the middle. So, good protein. you know, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need, we need to, we need yeah. protein. We need, you know, we got to right. have a balance those of all of this stuff. Yeah, yeah her absolutely. First, her first paragraph. It said, many educators have found they are able to meet the content-specific learning goals without the aid of technology. Right. And that's the beauty of this book. It's always taking us back to the craft of teaching, knowing right. your students, knowing what's in your teaching toolbox to meet the needs of all the learners. And technology is just one of those pieces. So um, to kind of button up just this, you know, what we're, we're talking about with this first, um, you know, with this first chapter that we've got. What would you say, what would be your advice to a, a classroom teacher who looks at, triple, at triple E and says, you know, this is, there's just so much, you know, what, how do I, how do I use this? What would you, what would your advice to a classroom teacher be? My advice would be to start with engagement. You know, you know, yeah. you're a professional, you know what engagement looks like. Are you accomplishing your learning targets? Then you get to move on to 
how can I extend this? Um, how can I make this relevant to real world situations outside of a school building? Um, how can I scaffold this or provide, um, I guess, different ways of getting to the goal for each student and things mm -hmm. like that. So engagement comes first. Then you can look at your lessons, which are already in place because the learning is first, right? You already mm -hmm. have lessons. Then we can think about how can technology um, aid in extending this beyond the classroom or enhancing this for each personalized student. As you say that, that just makes me think of the students in your classroom had to read um, Thoreau's On Walden Pond. Yes. So you used technology to get them so engaged in that. I remember reading it being fascinated by the writing, but you took them to the next level. I, can we talk about that? Um, A sure. tiny bit, because I think that's fantastic. <laughs> no, it that, was so good, you don't you even know, remember. No, as I read this stuff, I, I'm always looking at what's going on in all the buildings, and that's just one example that without the, the game that you played with those kids, mm -hmm. I don't think they would have cared as much about that unit. Yeah, actually, that's really interesting, and I'll probably be putting that lesson under the microscope a little bit, because uh. <laughs> uh, at first it was really just a way of getting them interested. You know, you yeah. got to read this text that's in a little bit older language. It's yeah. not as interesting. It's mm -hmm. not super relevant. Um, but I found this video game, and it was a way to put them in Henry David Thoreau's shoes, and they got to walk around Walden Pond and be Thoreau. And it was really cool because then they got a visualization. They um, were reading parts of Walden through the journal and through the video game. Um, I, I might kind of take a look at that lesson and say, you know, were they on task or was this a distraction? Um, they got to do co-use. They got to work together and make decisions as Thoreau mm -hmm. and um, things like that. I have to look at, is that accomplishing my learning goals? Or is that something that, it is just nice to get them, uh, give them a visualization or get them interested because I think it's still valuable in that way. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and if you go back to that original question you asked, you know, advice for a person thinking about, all right, I, I know there's a Triple E framework, engaged, enhanced, you know, moving it, extending it. Um, just remember, like Liz Kolb mentioned in the book, don't try to create a task that purposely uses technology. You've got your tasks, um, you know, like she says, if I'm gonna hang a picture on my wall, I'm not going to choose a chainsaw because it's super fancy. I'm going to use a regular hammer. So it's a fine, a fine line. And I know that um, we know that students are engaged by technology because there's all those examples of kids being on their phones all the time, um, kids on video games. It's, it's just who this generation is, and we need to meet their needs, work with them, and all of that. But you're the teacher, and you don't have to do, pull out all the bells and whistles to make the most fancy lesson. So, um, you know, see how others are using it and go from there. But don't be af don't be afraid to test things out, but don't be afraid that you're under the microscope now either. Sure. <laughs> Sorry, long-winded there. No, you're good, <laughs> you're good. Okay, awesome. Um, real quick, let's talk about, let's, we've, we've kind of touched on a lot of the things that go along with engagement. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we'll kind of, um, you know, we can probably sum this up pretty, pretty quickly. I thought um, one of, one of my, I'm, I'm a big dork, but like one of my favorite things uh, on this 
chapter in particular was, um, you know, a, quoting the classic uh, psychologists. So you know, we've got we've got Bruner, we've got um, Vygotsky, we've got um, I don't know if I don't well, know. I think there there is. Um, Oh no! I well, for sure, uh, I remember Vygotsky and, sure. <laughs> and Bruner, right? You know, so you know that that social engagement and you know stuff from the '60s that we've known for. I mean, we've known this stuff for decades, um, but you know the the fact that um, when when kids are um, when they're on task and they're focused on their learning goals and they have the opportunity to work together and they you know it's whether it's with another student or directly with a teacher or you know, some sort of a collaborator, um, that all of those things um, really build up to motivation. Mm -hmm. And that's really, mm -hmm. what we, that's really what we're talking about with engagement, is, is motivation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, not, that they're, not that they're busy, not that they're quiet, not that they're excited or anything like that, but are they motivated? Yeah. Um, and you know, that's, that's really the gold standard of what we're, we're trying to accomplish. And um, you know, that, that that's where we start you know we start with that part of it and then build from there yeah absolutely um, and that's kind of the time on task that she's been talking about is are the students motivated themselves to complete that task um, and I, I'm gonna kind of throw in then this um, I always say it wrong. Brunner, Brunner, Brunner. Brunner. Oh, yep. Yeah, I'll never get it right. Well, um, I might be. I might have it wrong. Yeah. I, that was that was. I right. just remember my old German psychology professor in college. Yeah. He always called him Brunner. Brunner. Um, and he talks about knowledge as a process, not a product. And so we're making this shift from. And we all know this is like we're not filling up um, our students with knowledge. You know, it's the Paulo Freire yeah. reference, right? Um, the banking concept of education, but we want students to be able to kind of gain that knowledge by mm -hmm. themselves and, and struggle through something in order to gain that. Um, and the quote is, we teach a subject not to produce little living libraries on that subject, but rather to get a student to think mathematically for himself, to consider matters as a, as a historian does, to take part in the process of knowledge getting. Knowing is a process, not a product. Mm -hmm. um, and so... I think that's how we get students motivated, is we involve them in the process of knowledge getting. Yeah. We've kind of put mm -hmm. it back into their hands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's engagement. Right. Right. Exactly. You know, we've got, they're, they're involved in that process of knowledge getting mm -hmm. and, you know, building and constructing all of this stuff and all getting this meeting and stuff. And that's, and that's how they, you know, that's how, that's how we can see engagement. Right. Yeah. And I like, it just brings into that lifelong learners, mm -hmm. always being able to want to learn. And that's what I, this this next chapter was really about, making them becoming, going from passive to being active social learners. That right. they're not just sitting and getting. Instead, we've given them a task and they're gaining the mm -hmm. knowledge for themselves and, want, and enjoying it. Hopefully, <laughs> that's my goal. Yeah. <laughs> So it makes me think of like an example. Um, you know, we might assign our students, you know, using technology, uh, using technology, we want them to create a video about something that they learned, right. whatever that they researched. Right. That's a good. That's a that's a good assignment. Right. Yeah. It's a great assignment, um, but it has to be so much more than that. It it cannot just be here. You know, go do this, but helping them along the way, mm -hmm. um, getting that information pulling it together okay what are you going to say in the video what components are you going to add right. 
And it's it's that whole process that leads them to that product. But that's where all the learning happens mm-hmm. is um, in the creation of that video. And that's a pretty simple example. It can happen in many different ways. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, the 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 way that it that Cole would argue is probably the most effective way is to have kids working together on something. Exactly. So, you know, not just, okay, you know, I've got a class of 28 kids. I'm going to get 28 videos. I, you know, I've got 28 kids. I might get seven videos. And, you know, so the kids are working together and, mm-hmm. you know, that whole concept of co-use and, you know, there's um, one of the, one of the pages in the, in the chapter has, um, some technology tools that would promote this kind of engagement that we're that we're looking for you know that that social co-use kind of you know Mm -hmm. connecting with other people and um you know kind of going through going through that whole process um so you know so that's uh that's a that's a part of what we hope to accomplish with this too right um you know giving giving setting up the conditions so that the so that kids can experience this kind of engagement and be involved and construct that knowledge the way that we that we would like them to and just as a little a little side note as we were assigned to read this chapter and get ready for this podcast um, at the same time i came across an article in the edutopia educational magazine on active social learning where it talked about the students were asked what do you prefer teacher just giving you a lecture or active learning strategies and working as a group and having to solve things yourselves and of course they said lecture of course and the study then went on and said well guess who assessed better it was the ones who had to actively engage right. had to have a little bit of a challenge and work you're getting those soft skills of working together as a team and delegating and having to struggle. And it's, trust me, it's more difficult for a teacher to set that up. But in the long run, we want our kids to be able to learn better. And that opens a whole nother can of worms. I know, I know. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you're, you're exactly right. You know, there's a, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, you know, and that, uh, I think, you know, if you send me a link to that, I think I can, I can figure out a way to get this posted. Definitely. You know, if anybody's interested, here's a, here's the link that that Penny referred to and, and and, and yeah, yeah, I'll have you, I'll have you you back, I'll have you back on in, uh, in another week or two and we can talk about that. Oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll get, maybe I'll get Dean involved too. (laughs) <laughs> we can we can have a great conversation. Oh, now you get yourself in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, um, do you guys have anything else to add that we need to talk about as far as engagement or anything? Or I guess just kind of some final um, wrap up notes is um, you know what your learning targets are. You know what you want to achieve. So you know how can technology help you with that? Mm-hmm. It can be an asset. It's a tool. Um, And so thinking about does the technology um, focus on the assignment or activity without distraction? Um, Does it help in the learning process of knowledge gathering, put it back into the students' hands? Um, And does it change your students from passive learners to active learners? It's kind of the three questions that Liz Cole gives you. Excellent. Do we want to focus on the learning first? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And the technology second. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Well, this has been a blast for me. Um, I appreciate you guys once again taking the time to sit down and talk with me and 
you know, go over all of this stuff. You know, we've got a lot of really great information and, you know, hopefully everybody who's out there listening to this, all seven of them, um, <laughs> or, I don't know if it's seven or, you know, we got to figure out how to, how to keep track of that. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, I do appreciate you guys taking the time and, and um, you know, offering your, your insight and your expertise. It's been really a, a great experience for me.